G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, a wonderful opportunity today to check the pulse of Christian activity on the island nation of Fiji. We'll often hear of the Christian spirituality of South Pacific Islands. And if you've ever visited Fiji, you'll know the warmth of the Fijian people. Well, it's our wonderful privilege today to welcome the General Superintendent of the New Methodist Church, Pastor Atu Vula'ono. Pastor Atu, a special welcome along to 2020. Uh, Thank you very much, and uh, Bula to the people that are watching us today and listening to us. Pastor Atu, a lot of our listeners will be familiar with, you know, the disastrous cyclone that came through in Fiji back in 2016. Uh, there was a, a dreadful disaster that happened there. Uh, I wonder if you can reflect on how things have come in Fiji since that time. Well, uh, the Bible says in Second uh, uh, Chronicles seven, uh, uh, chapter seven, verse thirteen, that uh, if I close heaven for rain not to fall, and if I send locusts uh, to your plantation, and if I send sickness to my people, the Bible says. Then if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and uh, turn away from their wicked ways and seek my face, I will hear, I'll forgive, and I will heal their land. To us, it's a source of blessing in disguise. In, uh, the Bible says um, God speak to people on, on weather pattern. Uh, if I close heaven for rain not to fall, that's a weather pattern. So when a weather pattern changes... Uh, Drastically, including cyclone, earthquake. To me, as a, a spiritual leader, as, as a, a pastor, as a, as a man of God, to me, it, it, God is speaking to us. God is speaking to us to change and to readjust our way uh, because God wants to heal Fiji, wants to heal the land, and maybe a revival on the land. And the reason why I ask about the recovery after that dreadful cyclone is that oftentimes when disaster hits, people are shaken and oftentimes faith is restored. I wonder if you can reflect on how things have gone in Fiji with the church and how people have responded to church life since that time because I know there was a lot of impact that was happening from help that came from around the world and also of mission activity that helped people to get back on their feet. Yeah, uh, praise the Lord for that, uh, especially for these two country nations, uh, Australia and New Zealand, they are the first one to arrive to assist physically. Uh, they station their worship uh, just to assist the government of Fiji uh, get back to their knees on, on the physical, uh, what we call, help. But there are also a lot of uh, church groups that they came over to encourage people because of the uh, the situation that they went through. But within Fiji, the churches rise to another level um, because Christians know that God is speaking to them. Maybe they are too com- complacent or maybe um, there's a, a attitude of passiveness in the way that they, they worship God. So it's a spiritual revival 
uh, within churches, not only one church, uh, I can say most of the churches, like they realize that God is speaking to them. So how are things spiritually in Fiji today? Are churches growing or are churches stagnating? How do things look for the Fijian church? Uh, I can speak on, on our church, Christian uh, New Methodist Christian Fellowship. We see a revival. We see a, a lot of increase in, in churches, in villages, and not only in membership, but there's, there's a sense of maturity, understanding the word, hunger for the word. Uh, live a righteous life, repentance, readjusting, realigning their walk with God. To me, like uh, Cyclone Winston brings a revival in the spiritual atmosphere. Sundays in Fiji, and it's been for a long time a part of the culture that people have treated Sunday as a rest day and people connect with the local church. I guess that's a cultural time not only of connecting with God, but there's a certain fellowship that happens in all of that too. How do you describe that environment that on a Sunday there are Fijian people who are ready and willing and excited about going along to their local church? Um, Sunday, it's it's normal, I believe, in all uh, the islanders. The Sunday is, is a place that you just want to, to go to, to to have a presence of God in you. Like people just run to church. Most of our church, we start 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning. And people just rush along to church. Uh, it's like there's uh, excitement. Just like go and watch rugby uh, and go to church on Sunday. Some, there's uh, excitement. Whether it's uh, two, twice or three times on a Sunday, people get excited to go to church. Like it's a time of refreshing. It's just like uh, it's a time of recharging yourself as you walk with, uh, with God before Monday comes and start with a circular job. In Fiji, of course, you've got Fijian nationals and you've also got a large population who are coming from an Indian base. Is there an interaction that happens across the Fijians and the Indians so far as the gospel goes? What can you reflect on with that? Uh, There's a lot of positive uh, attitude from uh, our Indian friends. Uh, We we can say the the Indo-Fijians. That's the name normally we we can uh, describe them. Um, there are a lot of them. They are moving slowly to Christianity because of the evangelism. And uh, we praise God that we have a, um, a TV station that uh, we, we broadcast five times in a day the gospel of Jesus Christ through preaching, teaching, sharing, and witness. Uh, and also the TBN uh, connected to us from midnight right up to six o'clock in the morning. And uh, that is to fill up uh, that that vacant time that we cannot uh, use our local product. So we connected to to TBN, and we are so thankful to TBN. And we are also looking for other Christian stations that they have uh, a 24 hours uh, transmission, so we we can link to Fiji. It's just uh, just sharing the gospel in whatever. A method that to, to touch the whole of Fiji and the whole of the island. And I'm aware too that there's always been this desire to work closely with the government. And I know there's been some uh, rocky roads when it comes to how the government has uh, been uh, in, empowered in Fiji. How are church leaders relating these days to the top levels of government? Well, I, I, I praise God for, for our leaders in Fiji. Um, even though we, we have a constitution that says that Fiji is a, is a circular state, meaning that, uh, you know, uh, uh, this place us in a disadvantage. But normally I look at things in a very, in a very, uh, a positive way that, uh, to me, I use it to go and uh, share the gospel, uh, 
when there is an opportunity in the marketplace and also in the business houses. From Monday right up to Friday, we are, we are committed to go out during the lunchtime to share the gospel. Let me change direction a little here because sometimes we think of mission opportunities where Australians are going to Fiji and supporting church and mission outreach and those sorts of things. But you've got something coming back the other way. You've got a work with the New Methodist Church that started in Brisbane in Australia. Give us a little description about how you might feel about starting a work in Australia. Um, I believe that uh, sometimes the first world... Uh, uh, the, once we start to develop physically, we start to, um, we, 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 uh, we lower ourselves in the, in the spiritual sense. So we need, uh, a constant reminder, uh, from, uh, the people around us, uh, just, just like for England for that matter. They brought the gospel to Fiji back in 1835. William Cross and David Cargill, they brought it to Fiji. But now they need the gospel even even more. Uh, so Fijian people that they are member of B- British Army, uh, which is more than three thousand uh, men, uh, they they are evangelizing uh, in the British Army context. Whether they go to Afghanistan, Iraq, or even in their own camp, we are the one filling up the church. We are the one singing him, and we are the one sharing the gospel. Even though they they were the one that brought the, the gospel to Fiji back in 1835, and the same thing I can say for Australia. Australia need some raw, spirit-filled people from the island to come here, because I can feel as I walk in the, in your city when I walk into churches, it's it's like it's a it's a big churches. It's a nice music, it's a nice gospel. But there's a, there's an element of, of a spirituality that is missing. I can feel it myself. And you have a culture in the New Methodist churches where you want to be passionate about this gospel and you want to take it into business houses, into schools, in hospitals, in the police and uh, emergency services. This is something that you've been developing as part of the culture of the church. So it's not just becoming insular, but actually looking outwards and bringing this sense of vital spirituality into the real world. Uh, the world, they're talking about this language, inclusive. To me, the gospel is inclusive. Jesus wants everybody to be part of the gospel, not only Christian. So we need to take the gospel into the rugby field. We take the gospel into uh, um, schools. We take the gospel into uh, government. And that is what we call inclusive. Uh, if, we, if we leave the gospel in the church, then we become very exclusive. So that's why Christians must be bold enough to take the gospel and tell them, Jesus died for everybody. He's not here for, for Christianity. He's here for everybody. The Muslim, the Hindus, the Buddhists. Jesus died for everyone. Pastor, you're in Australia just for a short visit. And I wonder whether... Reflecting on this level of spirituality that you're describing, what sort of message you'd like to speak into our Australian context? Uh, here's an opportunity for you as a as a church leader from Fiji visiting Australia. What would you say to an Australian audience? Bula uh, Australia. <laughs> uh, I just want to to be frank, and uh, I believe that most of the time uh, we we've watered down the gospel. We've uh, with, we want to please men with the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is purely love, straightforward, and bold. So 
Uh, I tell uh, tell you, my friend, especially church leaders that you are uh, listening to this program, we just need to be uh, to, to love God more because when we have the passion for God, we will have the passion for the people. We cannot love the people until we have the love of God in us. The Bible says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and with all of your strength. When we have that passion that the love of God, and then we love the people, and we'll tell them straight in the face. When we love people, we tell them straight in the face that Jesus loves you, and sin kills. And uh, for example, there were, uh, there's a, there's a big social media uh, go, going around in Australia just because of one comment. But I, I want to I want to tell us that we are listening today. The love of Jesus Christ is so inclusive, regardless of how sinful, uh, regardless of the sinful life that we live, you are still included. Just repent. And join, join Noah and the boat because Jesus is ready. Pastor Atu, I mentioned that you have an outfit that's begun in Brisbane here in Australia. And uh, you've got leaders there. It's in the suburb of Ripley in Brisbane. And so I'll invite uh, listeners who want to connect with a Fijian church uh, to be a part of that. Simply Google New Methodist Church and you'll be able to find a link there for how you can be in touch with the New Methodist Church in Australia. Uh, Pastor Atu Vula Ono is the General Superintendent of the New Methodist Church. Uh, Pastor, thank you so much for coming and talking to us on your visit to Australia. Thank you very much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.